Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Gen Z Academy, where we school you on the mindsets of this generation. I am your host, Jaden Lightfoot. And I am your co-host, Jonathan Faulkner. And we have a special guest with us, a good friend of mine and a rapper, Art Dog. <laughs> What's up? How are you, Art I'm, I'm spooky. I'm good. Well, Jaden, I'm doing good. You know, I'm going to work. I'm going to school. I woke up this morning. Um, God is good, and that's all I can ask for. Now that we've gotten that out the way... Our social issue topic today is growing up in Ann Arbor. Now, we all are from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Some born and raised, some, you know, raised into. But in Ann Arbor, there's only 6.54% of African Americans in the city, while there is 71% white people and 17.30% of Asian people. Now, my question for you guys is, what has your experiences been been like growing up in Ann Arbor? Growing up in Ann Arbor was definitely um, knowing where I'm from and then where I was raised sort of helps this question. Because mm-hmm. growing up in Ann Arbor definitely has its pros and cons. The, the pros are it was way better than the city I am from. If y'all don't know, I'm from the hood. I'm from Jackson, Michigan. Um, um Mm-hmm, 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 okay. Ann Arbor definitely has more opportunities, but as far as the people there, they're very, um, okay. they're very, <laughs> ex- sorry, they're very, um, accepting, but, um, the cons are, I mean, a lot of people, there is, like, a lot, in my opinion, a lot of people in Ann Arbor who are, like, low-key racist, like, they won't be racist to your face, but they'll basically, mm-hmm. you know, say it behind your back oh, or yeah. whatever. I feel like a lot of people in Ann Arbor just follow a trend and stuff. Growing up in Arbor does have its perks because you're growing up in an area where there's a lot of, uh, like you said, opportunities given to you, mostly because we're in a predominantly white city. So there is going to be a lot more opportunities for us. Um, But the cons are you're so, to me, I feel like you're so wrapped up in the propaganda of Ann Arbor of being so diverse and being, you know, so inclusive that you don't really have enough time to find yourself or not even find yourself, but like understand your own culture. And, you know, like, cause I feel um, as growing up as a black kid, like I was wrapped up so much in like white culture and um, mostly white culture, get to fully understand who you are as a black person or who you, who you're, what your culture is and what your culture stands for. You're mostly uh, comparing yourself to the white culture that you're more tearing down your own than you are uplifting. I feel like my experience growing up in Ann Arbor, well, like, I just, I'll say, like, mine's, like, pretty rough, though, because, like, growing up, my family, like, basically, like, we ain't really had much. So, like, it really isolated me from doing a lot of things that I had friends that were doing. Like, such as, like, going out and having fun in the city, Mm -hmm. downtown Ann Arbor. Like, going to go hang out at the mall and stuff like that. 
I couldn't really go because, like, such as money, we didn't have money for it. And then on top of that, growing up in my household, it wasn't, it was only one, it was only one parent working. And so, like, that's only one source of money coming in at the time because my siblings, we were all young. So no one had jobs. So it was only one source of money coming in. So all that was going towards bills. So it was basically like, every man for themselves in the house. That's how it was growing up in my household, basically every man for themselves. Also like, but like getting older, it got more easier, a little more easier. Cause like a lot of, a lot of the, I was able to get a job and start working to get my own money. And then such as when I start doing music, I start getting money off my streams and such as, so it started to get a little more easier. So we all are black. So have you guys seen or experienced any microaggressions? I haven't really been exposed to much of that. I don't really get into too much of that. If I see the police, I ain't around. So no, nah, I, mm-hmm. I haven't really seen have too you, much. Have you experienced it like growing up in Ann Arbor schools? Not too much, really. Everybody liked me. Did I? Yeah, I, I experienced a lot of microaggressions. As far as sports, it was a little bit hard. Because everybody automatically assumed that I was, like, this weakling or whatever. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, As far as being black, I definitely had to do a lot of code switching and butt kissing and hard work mm-hmm. um, in order to get where I am right now. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as the students, yeah, I've, I've heard white people say the N-word, but... Like at the end of it, especially in Ann Arbor, where it's predominantly white, if you don't, if you don't stick up for yourself in a group, you're not. Nothing's gonna change. You feel me? You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, microaggressions. I've okay. I've experienced a microaggression because of my hair, and so for the audience, I have my hair natural, so straight, curly. You know the whole natural thing. Um, I sometimes straighten it. Usually, I used to usually straighten it for the uh, winter and then for the summer I would have a natural and so I remember during that transition like some like I remember a lot of girls like a lot of a lot of my white friends not really friends but friends would say would ask me like a whole bunch of questions about my hair like how do you get it like that so like they were just asking a lot of questions and it is good to ask questions by all means but it's how you say it or it's how you address those questions. And it's the constant questions. Like it's 10, 20 questions in just a minute. It's So it can be overbearing a lot of times. But yeah, I, I've seen other microaggressions um, and I've heard about them. But uh, yeah, those are my kind of experiences. But Arthur, I have a question um, specifically for you. Being a rapper, do you f- ever feel like you have to prove yourself more since you fr- you're, since you're from Ann Arbor? I don't really think I got to prove myself because, you feel me, real recognize real. I'm real. I ain't got to fake nothing. So, I mean, ain't nothing, ain't nothing to prove. Yeah. Do you ever feel like the pressures of, like, claiming, like, another city than Ann Arbor or, like, you know, nah, trying to? Nah, that is where I'm from. I, I ain't fake. Claiming another mm-hmm. city will mean I'm fake. I ain't never been fake, so ain't no reason to do that. I'm from Ann Arbor. That's my city. How do you feel Ann Arbor has helped your rapping career? I don't feel like Ann Arbor really helped my rap career. I just feel like Ann Arbor just made me who I am. So 
I feel like my practice and hard work made my rap career, helped my rap career. Like mm-hmm. night days in the studio, that day nights writing raps all night, staying up, reading dictionaries, reading hip hop dictionaries. You feel me? Skipping skipping class to go skipping class in middle school to go record in the library with Apple music headphones, with Apple headphones. I don't feel like Ann Arbor I don't mm-hmm. feel like Ann Arbor uh helped my rap career, but I feel like Ann Arbor made made who I am as a person. Okay, we all see kind of the rapper trend in the Ann Arbor Ipsy area with a lot of guys or, you know, a lot of boys may uh, want to become rappers or be, are, uh, rapping. Do you ever feel like it's too much or it's um, some people just shouldn't head into this field? I wouldn't, I wouldn't basically, I ain't wouldn't say nobody's into this field because I ain't gonna knock nobody because everybody start off not as good as once it's all about getting better it's all about hard work I encourage everybody to do it because you feel me it's enough money for everybody it's enough shine Mm -hmm. for everybody it's enough room for everybody every anybody can rap so like I mean if you're not if you're not as good as now you're gonna be like you keep working you're gonna be better you feel me like not you don't not everybody it takes talent for you it takes talent for you to be good but it takes hard work for you to be better you are a young artist. Um, you're on Google. And personally, I haven't listened to your music, but I've heard a lot of good reviews. Any advice? Because I'm sure you've heard you won't be good enough or ill that was trash before, right? Yeah. My advice is just, you feel me? When people say stuff like that to you, you just just take it as take it as constructive criticism to, and to get better. Don't Don't take it as, oh, I need to stop. This is not for me. Uh, let's just take it as you need to work harder. Feel me? Like always working. Like you o- always working. Like if you always you keep working, you're gonna be successful. If you're not working, you're not gonna be successful. If you just give up, if you give up, then you're not you're gonna fail. But if you keep working, you're gonna succeed. So I feel like my advice to everybody is just keep working. You feel me? Like if it if you if you ever feel like the quit, you want to quit, don't quit. Just keep going. Cause I I felt like I was one. I wanted to quit so many times, and I didn't quit before. And so, like, I know what it's like, but like, you just keep going. Just don't, don't quit. Don't stop. Like, your time, your time gonna come eventually. Be patient. Mm-hmm. Don't rush it. We're heading into our pop culture topic. So, our pop culture topic today is: Did Soldier Boy? really changed the music industry. Now, some of our audience may be wondering, who is Soulja Boy? Right. Well, Soulja Boy, a.k.a. DeAndre Cortez Way, he is a famous rapper who debuted with his 2007 single, Crank That Soldier Boy, which took the world by storm, peaking atop the Billboard Hot 100 chart for several weeks within a year of its release it was announced that craig that soldier boy has set the record for most digital downloads in the u.s with over three million units sold this made him the first rapper to achieve this now back at that time in 2007 the internet was just starting to become a very big thing um, you know, YouTubers just starting to come out. Uh, so, uh, internet was really starting to become something big. 
And my question for you guys is, did he really change the game like he says he has? In my opinion, I don't feel like he has really changed the game much. And this is just my opinion. I feel like... I feel like if he really changed the game, we would have heard some music by him by now, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. People like Nicki Minaj changed the game. Bruno Mars maybe changed the game. Cardi B. Megan Thee Stallion changed the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Soulja Boy, maybe he was playing the game. I don't think he changed the game. I feel like in order to have that title, yeah, he made a great song. I think maybe he was popping back in the day when that song, Crank That Soldier Boy, came out. And I think he left a su- uh, I think he left a fossil on hip-hop. I think he left a souvenir on the shelf mm-hmm. for hip-hop. Mm-hmm. But as far as changing the game, to me that just means, oh, Soldier Boy's competition. And I don't see that. Okay. Okay. I can understand that. I disagree with you. I think... Uh, Soldier Boy is the hip hop industry because he he was the he was the little Nas X the viral coming from a, uh, a song from the internet that became viral and now he's a top charting artist like he was the first to do that if it was not for Soldier Boy little uh, little Nas X and many of these other uh, SoundCloud or internet rappers could not be where they are at, could not reach the credibility they have reached without Soulja Boy. Now, yes, I understand that Soulja Boy isn't so much continuing with, like, popping as much as, like, say, like a Beyonce or Lady Gaga or something, you know, in the big status. But I do not think that that can discredit the impact that he has made because there is still a lot of impactful artists that may have had one hit, but it's changed like how people hear certain genres of music. And so I can't discredit him um, for changing something, even if it is just one thing. And so uh, I do think that he has changed the hip hop game in a way. So Arthur? I agree with you. Like Soulja Boy uh, did change the game because if it wasn't for him, no, none of these rappers could be coming out with these little dance songs that are catchy because he he had the first big rap dance song. Like before then, it was like little yeah. R and B, little singy dance songs, like the Cupid Shuffle and the Electric Slide. But like he came out, he was like one of the first rap young young at that. He was only he was only sixteen when he came out with Crank That. So like he was the and he, he was like the young he was like the youngest one to come out with one of them with a dance song that was rap. And at that. It was he wasn't really rapping for real. It was just him just talking on there with catchy lyrics. Yeah, like he had to go through all everybody trashing him, saying who is this young cat? Who is this young cat with the old heads? He was the one. Now nowadays, I can be in the studio right now and make a song, a catchy dance song, and wouldn't get really. And it could probably blow up because just because that's the wave. People like to hear that. But back in the back when he did it, no, it wasn't the wave. Nobody did that. Arthur, who is the rapper that you look up to? Seven Flames. Seven Flames, R.I.P. Seven Flames. Do you mind giving, because I don't, do you mind giving a little bit of um, background? Seven Flames, like, he's a a local rapper from Ann Arbor, from Arrowwood. And uh, one of the only rappers who really believed in me and pushed me to uh, rap. 
and I wanted to be just like him when I was younger. And like he was the only one I really get the only rapper I ever like really seen with my own eyes really doing it for real out here before I start doing it. Seven Flames is who someone who I really looked up to who really and who really taught me. Ever feel do you ever ha- feel like you have to because you know this is you know um a big discussion with rapping on how vulgar it is and how explicit it can be in the children. Do you ever feel like you have to monitor your lyrics? Or what you say because of your of your fans or your potential younger fan no, base? No, because you don't have to listen to my music. That's I mean, <laughs> hey, that, that's a good point. Because he brings up a good point. Because when I make when I make my videos or you know when I do my thing, I don't think about you can't think about people's feelings because at the end of the day, you want to make something that's you. If you're in here faking it, it's gonna be harder and harder to make the music. And correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. Arthur, but you. And, you just have to be yourself, especially when you're making art. Yeah. That's what art is. Art yeah. is expressing your feelings and being yourself. That's people's safe space. Yeah, you're not wrong at all. Yeah. You definitely got to be yourself. Because if you're not being yourself, they're going to eat that up. And they're going to tell. There's going to be people who are going to be able to tell that you're faking. And there's going to be people who are going to go along with the fake. Is there a rapper that, you know... I like encouraged your, your flow or encouraged your sound? Uh, exactly. Young boy, when young, NBA Young Boy came out with that, he was the first one I heard doing that little melodic, melodic singing rap. So when he did that, when I, he did that, I was just in my room writing straight up raps, like raps for real. And then when he did that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I want to do that because not everybody was doing that for real at the time. In 2016, not everybody was coming mm-hmm. out just singing on the songs for real, harmonizing. It was just it was starting a little bit with like Fetty Wap. Everybody basically doing yeah. turn up dance party songs you feel me dancing was popping back then for mm-hmm. like the melodic sound wasn't there now so like that's that's what yeah. my sound really got inspired by was basically young boy like that but like and him and then like later on quando rondo like inspired me like the more like take singing lessons perfect my sound all right and we're finna head into my favorite favorite topic i like to call cancel or save. Our canceler save this week is Terry Crews. Now, Terry Crews, we all know, and some used to, some may still love this actor. You guys may know him from the movie White Chick, host of America's Got Talent. He also was the father and Everybody Hates Chris, and so a very well-notable actor. But Terry Crews was slammed back in July over a tweet about the Black Lives Matter movement. He said, if you are a child of God, you are my brother and sister. I have family of every race, creed, and ideology. Cruz tweeted this that Tuesday morning. We must ensure hashtag Black Lives Matter doesn't morph into Black Lives Better. Now, many people had a problem with that, but it was more built up because of this situation that happened before, back in January, when Cruz apologized to Gabrielle Union after he was accused of invalidating her claims of racism on the set of America's Got Talent. He said, I can't speak for sexism because I am not a woman, but I can speak on any racism comments. 
That was never my experience. In fact, it was the most diverse place I have ever been in my 20 years of entertainment. Afterwards, Cruz addressed Union in a series of tweets. I want you to know it was never my intention to invalidate your experience, but that is what I did. I apologize. You have been through a lot in this business, and with that, I empathize with the struggle towards fairness and equality in the workplace. How do you guys feel about Terry Crews? Should he be saved or canceled? I'm going to have to cancel him. I just feel like, yes, it is okay for him to have his opinions valid or not, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's okay to discredit anybody else's opinion, if that makes sense. Um I do get what he's saying about the whole Black Lives Matter being our lives, but that's because it is something important. Um, I would understand if he were to say, let's not let the Black Lives Matter become a trend, okay? Because it Mm -hmm. shouldn't be a trend. It should be a movement. So it should only be, you should only use that hashtag if you actually mean it, not if you're just trying to. On a bandwagon. As far as him commenting on other people's experience, that's not his place. It's not his Mm -hmm. place at all. Mm -hmm. It's not. Who is he to say? Oh, especially Gabrielle being a female, and he's a male. You can't take anybody's experience away from them. It may not be as positive for her because she is a female, and they're more sexualized than black males. You know. I don't really like speaking on people like that, you feel me? I don't really like speaking on famous people. So, like, to me, it don't really matter to me. But, like, I don't like getting into all that, for real. Like, that's just not me. Okay, respect, respect. Okay, honestly, I feel like he he should be... Uh, people might be upset with this. I think he should be saved. Only because of this. Okay, only because of this. I think he is a great actor, I just think that he needs, he's uninformed. And so I feel like people should more inform him on like the whole, um, uh, on the whole like Black Lives Matter and and understanding what the movement actually is meaning and saying. Um, I have seen, you know, past castmates and uh, other celebrities tell him about um, what the true meaning of Black Lives Matter is. I save Arthur is, you know, I'm out. Jonathan, cancel. So we are not unanimous this episode. So um, let, let us know what you guys think. If he should be canceled or save, let us know on our uh, social medias at Gen Z Academy One on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Our question of the week is, where is the line between art and not art? Um, well, for me personally, I just don't like the rap. That's, I feel like sometimes rap has a common habit of sexualizing women and basically making them objects. I feel like art is supposed to be a place where you express yourself your pain your happiness whatever you're feeling but what is what what what, see that's the and that's the thing about this question it's like 
it's kind of it's kind of sticky because you can say like oh well I don't and yes it is bad you know it is bad but someone can have this argument of well what if that is their happiness their happiness is you know women naked or whatever like that like so what if that is their art you know uh, but who why do we want to hear that though that has nothing I feel like rap and music is supposed to be I mean yeah fair enough I mean, it's true. It's true. You say why? You know why do you want to hear that? But then again, you could say that for you know other art because other people might be like, okay, well, why would someone want to see this? But it's actually something well, monumental. I mean, I'm not saying that. Right. I'm not saying that. So then, you know, mm-hmm. them degrading them degrading women would be monumental at, at all. But I'm just you know it's kind of that's what the sticky situation with this question well, is is that it's, it can either well, go further both ways. Thought, I do want to say. There isn't necessarily a fine line between art. Um, I feel like art has no limits. I feel like you should be able to rap about whatever you want to rap about. Because at the end of the day, nobody's forcing you. That is true. But I have to be the butt person. Can certain forms of art, in quotations, art, have a damage effect? Can't, can't should certain art not be considered art because of it is because of its effect? No, because at the can end, I of, oh my bad, you can go. No, go, go. No, nah, because at the no, end art. of the day, you don't have to listen to the song. Again, there's no limits with art. Who are we to say that people's art is not art? Because, and you guys know, I work with traumatic people who are who have trauma, and maybe that was their way of dealing with their trauma. You know. I think that anything can be art, but I do feel like... I feel like art, Mm -hmm. you have Mm -hmm. people... You want to have people to like you. For example, Arthur, your music. Okay, not saying this is true, but I'm just saying, you want people to like your music, of course, right? But you also want people to not like your music. You want to know, and here's why. You want people not to like your music... Because it starts a conversation, okay? I feel like there's a thin line. I mean, not the thin line, but there's like a, it's like a wavy line because you can say, oh, we'll make whatever because it's art. Like, you know, art is just what you feel and what you express. But then again, if you express something damaging or, or well, then again, you know what? Y'all are right. It's art. Art is art. I feel like everybody got their own way of art. You feel me? So if their song is more explicit than another person's song, maybe that's just their way of art. Maybe that's how they express themselves, or maybe that's just how they feel. And one day they might be feeling a little bit sexual in the booth, or they might be off the under the influence and they make a good song like that. Maybe that's just how they feel, and that's art. That's how they expressing themselves. That's how they, that's how they expressing how they feeling at the time. That's how they feeling. They feeling, you feel me? They feel like they want to do stuff like that. Maybe one day they feel like they want to like kill somebody or something like that arthur have you ever struggled with that question wow is this art is people gonna see this my music as art or do you just go with the flow and whatever comes out comes out Mm, i just go i just do me i don't really pay too much mind if people think it's art or not because at the end of the day it's my art it's for me do you feel like you had the same amount of support that you had before you were art dog, yeah. No, nah, not for real. I mean, not everybody used to support me for real. 
But then, like, when people start, people start hearing that I can actually rap, people start looking this way. And it's like, it's like every song I drop, more I get more attention. So, I mean, and I ain't even at the point where I want to be at yet. It's going to be more, it's going to be more fake love on the way to the, on the, on the way to where I'm going to be at. But you feel me? If you ain't, if you wasn't in the circle before, you can't be in the circle now. So, I mean, I don't really pay attention to, like, who's showing love now, who's showing love then. Because I know if you wasn't showing love then, I'm not even going to respond. I'm not going to look your way. This feeling. Do you ever have a joy of of looking at your old raps or your first raps and seeing yourself now and, and seeing that growth and that maturity? Yeah, I was just posting on my story about like songs that I made from a couple of years back into how, how I sound now. It's just like a big difference up to my sound, like a big development. So like you see, mm-hmm. you, you can hear, you can definitely hear that I'm working. You can definitely see that I'm working. Every time I drop a visual, the visual, the visual quality is better. Every time I drop the song, the song quality is better or the flow sounds, the flow's different or it's a different type of style I'm doing. I'm never, I'm always switching it up. I'm never doing the same thing. Feel mm-hmm. me? And a lot of people out here like copying my way, but hey, we. If you want to listen to Arthur's music, catch him on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, all of it. Check Instagram. out art. Check out Art Dog with two G's. You already know Art Dog's official. That's his Instagram. Link will be so, in the bio. Link will be in the bios. Link will be in the bios. Arthur, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, Oh my god, <laughs> I appreciated and it. And I'm your co-host, Jonathan Faulkner. Well, that is it of the Electric Eighth episode. I can hear y'all crying. I know, I know, I know it's sad, but we will be back for the notorious ninth episode. And ladies and gentlemen, we are two episodes away from our season finale. It has been a wonderful, wonderful time with y'all. We are so excited to share with y'all the last two episodes because they're going to be bomb. All right, thank you guys so much and we'll catch y'all later.